0: Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Excellence. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... yesterday we talked about a recipe card for your success i gave you a few ingredients and today i'll give you a few more ingredients for that food truck recipe card success the next ingredient we're going to talk about is cash controls and checklists cash control is something that's really simple for a food truck and yet there are so many food truck owners that just can't follow what should be an obvious policy most food trucks operate with a single window they operate with a single cash register. And that also means, keyword single, there should only be a single person in that cash store. And no, that doesn't include you as the owner. You count out the drawer and let the employee know that, hey, here's 100 bucks, here's 75 bucks, whatever your starting drawer amount is. Let them verify it, and then they're in charge of that drawer. And you do not touch it until the shift is over. And you either change out a drawer and put a new cashier in place, or you count the drawer because you're closed. You should establish the policy of one person per cash drawer. You should establish a policy that has a small over and short range. Every restaurant company that I've ever worked for, and I've worked for a bunch, always had the standard of $2 plus or minus for their cashiers. So at $2 and one penny, whether it's plus or minus, that cashier was getting written up. And you're saying, well, if they're $2 over, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it is. Because one of two things are going on. They've cheated a customer or they're cheating you. When someone ends up being over in cash, especially folding money cash, they have either not rung up something properly, they've given away food that was never rung up to begin with, and forgot to pull the money out and stick it in their own pocket, they've done something wrong. The same with being short. They've handed out too much change, they weren't careful in their math, they weren't careful with their change counting. And that $2. I used to think was a very tight range, until I had a girlfriend that worked in an extremely busy grocery store. And this was before debit and credit cards were a thing. And she was only allowed 99 cents. She would get written up at a dollar. Now, her average drawer would have several thousand dollars. The typical restaurant fast food drawer might only have a few hundred. If you work the drive through you might have a thousand because they're always changing out cashiers. So her in her grocery store life would do several thousand dollars, but could only be off change. She couldn't be off folding money. So you need to set your policy today. Going along with cash controls, checklists. They should be provided for every single station, as well as the person in charge. And that person in charge has to make sure every task is done properly and when expected. You guys probably have some type of checklist that has to deal with the HACCP program, which is the hazardous analysis critical control points for your food path throughout your food truck. But you're going to need more checklists than that. You need an opening checklist. You need a prep checklist. You need a setup checklist. You need a closing checklist. You need monthly and weekly and daily cleaning checklists. You need station checklists, how to stock things, how to clean things. You're going to need a bunch of checklists. You don't do them all. The employees do them, but your job is to make sure that they're all done. Remember, if you want to grow beyond a self-created job and operate multiple food trucks, or get off of the one food truck that you own and let someone else operate it while you just collect the profit, checklists become your voice when you're not present on the food truck. If you don't have checklists, you're not present on the food truck. Every position needs primary and secondary job duties. And I mean every position, including whoever's in charge. This is something I've talked about before. Every station on your food truck needs specific duties associated with taking care of your guests in a step-by-step manner. For example, the cashier greets every single guest within five seconds, saying whatever your script is and saying welcome, and then suggesting your signature food product. So the example would be, Hi, welcome to the food truck. My name is Bill. Would you like to try our bacon double cheeseburger? And you say with that same enthusiasm time after time after the cook should be starting the cooking process as soon as they hear the guests say hey yeah i would love to have the double cheeseburger that meat should be going on the grill they don't need to wait for a ticket they don't need to wait for the kds they are working verbally off of what they're hearing they're paying attention the cook should be putting the longest cook time product on the very second they know they need it the assembly person should be prepping wraps or boxes marking a special on the wrap they should be getting the bags ready the second that they know they need them. If you have an expediter, they should be reading the tickets. So they should be looking for the KDS. They should be getting themselves organized to help get the order out in a timely manner. All of those things need to be set up before the food is ready. So if you have a cook and you have an assembly person and the assembly person is not pulling the wrap or pulling the box until the burger is placed or the sandwich is placed in front of them, they're behind. You have a training issue. That's how detailed you got to be. Every position should spring into action the second a guest walk up to the window. A great team will stay caught up to the cooking capacity of your equipment. And that's one of those high-level things you got to learn. If you can cook 30 burgers at one time, your staff needs to be able to keep up with 30 burgers coming out in quick succession. If they're not able to keep up, number one, why do you have a grill that big? And then number two, do we need to train and help those people to get better at what they're doing? You need to find the bottlenecks and you need to fix them. Once a cashier has no orders to take, they should be helping the farthest behind station get caught up. I've talked about this before. Cross-training is so important on a food truck, and yet food truck owners only want a cashier to be a cashier and only want a cook to be a cook. That leads to slow service. Once all of the orders are out and there's no new guests in line, then that's when the secondary duties kick in. Remember those? I've talked about them before. That's restock, clean, and market. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the podcast from May 25th, 26th, and 28th of last year. It explains in detail how to restock, how to clean, how to market, and what you should be doing on every single position. They all need primary and secondary responsibilities. Now, you also need some type of recipe card, some type of referral system Within the cooking process so that everyone knows how to assemble a sandwich, how to cook a sandwich, what the recipes are as far as how much salt goes in something, how much water and eggs and milk and anything else that you're making that gets prepped, they know how to make it. There should be a recipe card laying in front of them when they go to make it. They should not be making something from memory. So this specific recipe card becomes a part of your operations manual. I've talked about manuals. I got a whole week's worth of manuals that we did on the podcast last year in the summer. These cards explain not only how to prep, cook, and assemble all your food, but they also, for you as a business owner, should contain supply prices and menu pricing. This will be the spreadsheet that I talk about, my food cost spreadsheet. It's available on the group if you don't have a copy. Supply costs change daily, especially right now. And that's probably going to continue for a while. You as the owner, it's your responsibility to understand the cost of every single ingredient and then the impact on your ideal food cost of every single ingredient. So as a reminder, ideal food cost is every ingredient at the correct recipe portion, costed out to give a recommended menu price. I tell everybody to start at 25% for their made items. Sides can be the upper teens in food cost. House-made drinks should be in the lower teens. As owner, your responsibility is to input invoices into your pricing spreadsheet every single day you buy food. You need to set an upper limit for each product's food cost. So if you sell a hamburger and you have it priced at 25%, you need to have a point percentage-wise where when that price for the materials goes up, you go, oh, we're too high. I have to make a judgment now on raising my menu price. It's not an if, it's a when. So that can be, if you're at 25% on a hamburger, once you hit 33%, that's your high level. I've got to lower my food costs. And the only way you can lower your food costs is to increase your menu price. So if it costs you $2.50 and you're selling that burger for $10, you're running at 25% food cost. If suddenly the cost of the bread and the meat and all your condiments goes up and makes that burger now cost you $4, when you cost that out, $4 divided by 10 is a 40% food cost, that's panic time. You have to raise the prices. You can't absorb that kind of food cost if that's your signature item. So now you've got to raise the price. It's not a oh my goodness, what the guests are going to say. It is, what's my bill collector going to say because I can't pay the bills? So you raise the price. You can take it all the way back down to 25% food cost by making it $12, or you can only raise it to $11, whatever you can live with. But you've got to raise the prices when they hit a certain level in your ideal food cost. Now, here's one thing that owners rarely do, and that's they rarely verify their actual food cost, and they compare it to their ideal food cost actual food cost is what you actually are selling and giving to your guests. So when you're sitting at your kitchen table and you're writing out the recipe for your hamburger and it says a hamburger consists of one bun, one hamburger, one slice of cheese, and one ounce of mayonnaise, and that's your recipe, that's your ideal food cost. Your actual food cost is when you're standing at that grill and you're cooking that burger and you're flipping it onto the bun, applying the cheese and then you go over to the mayonnaise, and you're scooping out whatever mayonnaise fits on the the ladle, and you're just slathering it on and sending it out. If that's not one ounce, you've got a problem. You've promised yourself, you promised your guests that you were putting one ounce of mayonnaise on that sandwich. That's how you costed it out. If you're putting less than an ounce on there, the flavor has changed now. The sandwich is going to be a little bit more dry. Your guests are going to complain or they're not going to complain and just go away. In either case, you're hurting your chances to retain your loyal guests. That's a bad thing. Your food costs is going to be good because you're using less mayonnaise than you said, but you're hurting your guests. The flip side of that is if you're putting on two ounces of mayonnaise, the guests may love it because if they love mayonnaise, ooh, this is awesome, but you've hurt your profitability, you've hurt your bank account because you're putting more product onto the sandwich than you're getting paid to put on it. So you have to verify your actual food costs compared to your ideal. Ideal is what your recipes say it should be. Actual is what you're performing. But the idea is that you're making the amount of money you expected to make and your guests are getting the same food this week as they will next week as they will next month. So I'll go over them again just real quick. Got to have core values. You've got to have that open communication. You have got to have accountability. You have got to have cash controls and checklists you've got to have primary and secondary job duties, you've got to have recipe cards specific to your menu. All of those things will help you to create a business that you might actually be able to step away from from time to time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of our podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like minded positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. we got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from just starting newbies to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping your food truck business. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow. You know I've got a whole bunch more to say when it comes to helping you and helping your food truck business grow.